Hello, my babies. And welcome to We Are Live! What, what? Morning, welcome to the show. It's We Are Live, Chris Dim and Travis Terrell and others. We'll tell you about those in just a second. Big thanks for tuning in. We're live at the Midco Studio in Grand Center, St. Louis, Missouri. Big time guest today, the great Randy Character from 101 ESPN. That's WXOS. Travis, on the call letters. Wixos. That's right. Excited to have him. We'll chat with him. Uh, extended conversation in the second hour. But first, the man responsible for that connection, the stream queen and scooter king, Chris Gardner. Good oh, morning. where is he? Hey, baby girl. What? Hmm. Hmm? Hmm. Sorry. Baby girl? I heard scream queen, so I could. Stream? Stream queen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We oh. stream online. I've been struggling with words. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what happened. I think it's you guys. I think it's the dumbness that you project okay. that has now seeped into my skin. Huh. I was very smart when I was in New York City. Mm-hmm. Hey, Gardner, how are you today? Good morning, gentlemen. And good morning, Walnut. There it is. Put it up. All right. Now eat it. Eat it. Uh, I got a forearm eat, uh, thing going. Uh, tennis elbow? No, I didn't say elbow. Well, no, tennis elbow will go into your forearm, though. It's more on the top, though. I think it's from lifting my scooter. How's your Western forehand? Uh, probably not real good these days. Mm. I haven't tried that in a while. What about your Midwestern backhand? Uh, which would, what would that look like? You wear a, a half Ravens, half Giants jersey and sing at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Hmm. Not good then either. Mm. <laughs> That's fair. I did my backhand. I like to go back and forth between the two-handed and one-handed. Mm. You, Travis? I myself enjoy the Sampras underswing. What is that? Look that like. is that is a move perfected, of course, by the great Andre Agassi, mm. and where you just use the underhand to hit the ball like Pete Sampras. So Agassi started playing before Sampras, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it's called the Sampras underswing? That's how good Sampras was. Oh. That Andre Agassi appropriated his own swing. Before? Pete Sampras became world famous. Okay. Good to know. I didn't uh, know Sorry. that part of tennis Sorry. history. Uh, do your like research. Our, our little tennis chats we've had here lately. I do as well. We should do more of it. Let's get more. Let's do more tennis coverage. Okay. What's the next big tournament? The uh, Wells Fargo Open? You just guessing there? I'm assuming that's a tournament. Mm-hmm. Indian Wells. That's a thing. You only know that because of Serena. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> the Miami Open? Mm. Okay. Yeah. What's the last time you played tennis, by the way? It's probably been like two years. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, but you're like a world-class state champion. No. No, but not you, at all. But you, were, you played in high school. No. You no. didn't play at high school at all. I he played for a semester at Lindenwood. Oh, okay. Played I played golf term okay. in high school. Okay. What's yeah. that song you played tennis? Long time. Yeah? Long time. They were just handing out scholarships at Lindenwood when I was going. <laughs> well, that was <laughs> Which back is in, ironic, the, yeah. in the days whenever they would, uh, they focused on the, the cattle for tuition yeah. trade. Yeah, they had like 13,000. They were bigger than SLU. Like they had 13,000 people going there or something like that. Hmm. A lot of beauty queens went there. I've noticed that. I've noticed that. uh, Panamanians as well. Interesting. I'm trying to remember what else. What was the connection to Panama? It was something with the president. There's always like one thing that'll... Yeah, it was like something with the president of the university who had some connection to Panama, maybe went on visits there and that. Uh, Was it Dennis Spellman was the president then? I always felt bad for the foreign exchange students that had to come to Farmington. Damn. I was like, man, you could have been sent to New York. I know, that has Angeles. to be, I mean, that has to I just be a great I mean, of course, we, high school kids, you think, you're like, man, we have a good time here. This is fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm, the, the kids did have fun. I'll say that. And they'd go to St. But, like, it's just kind of funny. Like, if they would talk to their friends, they're like, how's Chicago? They're like, awesome. I'm being taught that digging ditches is part of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ford exchange students. I got scared for a moment yesterday because I saw Farmington trending on my Twitter. I saw that as well, and I was like, oh, boy, that is never good. And oh. it was Farmington, Maine. Yeah. Farmington, Maine in the news yesterday. For what? I'm not sure. They had a fire. Okay. Uh, an explosion and a fire. And, and Maine? That did make the family group chat. 
Did it? My brother was like, what the? <laughs> Is everyone first, okay? And then he realized. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I was, it's one of those ones where you're hesitant to click. You're like, oh, God, no. Now, that's interesting that your brother in California contacted the group chat to find out if everybody was okay. Well, he was, he was but notifying when there was us a, that he had a quick look down. But moment. when there was an earthquake, you didn't even know that your brother and sister-in-law were in grave danger. They weren't in grave so danger <laughs> at all. If we were to, not true. We, we were to extrapolate this, why life. don't you care about your what? brother? It's a great question, and I'm here to apologize. Thank for you. That. Dave Denman, I love you. Mm. Extrapolating that is up to you. Thank you. John Mozeliak. Speaking so, of John Mozeliak and the St. Louis Cardinals, how about those Redbirds? Uh, here we go. Oh boy. Time to fly, boys and girls. Oh, you're on this you're not gonna, today. Oh, Randy's all, coming all, in. I'm trying to get warmed up. Okay, Randy's coming in. I'm trying to warm up. You know, we've got a nice opportunity to talk Cardinals in depth in about one hour. I'm just saying. We're gonna, I'm just saying. That's, it's called a tease, Chris. Mm. That's what the kids call it in the biz. Cardinals did win last night. They did nice. indeed. As the race for October is underway. It's been so long since we've actually talked sports in depth. I'm just trying to get all the cliches out of the way right now. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Well, the Does Cardinals the played NBA. a NBA. Sorry. Oh, oh, go ahead. You're going to Does the NBA work in St. Louis? The NBA will never work in St. Louis. More after the break. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. The- <laughs> yeah. Well, the Redbirds played a hard nine last night as Dakota Hudson won a strong seven. And Carlos Martinez, off his deathbed, rises... Oh. To the occasion. So was he hungover? Come on, man. Y'all got to leave Carlos Martinez alone. Why? I understand he does have a history. Checkered history. It ain't that checkered. It's careful, been... Careful, careful. It's been a couple of bad decisions made by a young man hey. becoming uh, hey, acclimated hey, careful, to careful, you might money in America. I'd let Trav, I got some stuff on my laptop. I was, no. Yeah, I was going to say. Man. All Come I'm on. just saying that is... That I've saved. Don't, don't be a... What Carlos Martinez I love Carlos. has gotten himself into as regards to trouble is no different than two-thirds of the white males in St. Louis have That's gotten themselves in trouble with. Absolutely incorrect. That is very incorrect. Going over to Eastside, getting into... Uh, I'm that, Right. Like getting right. drunk after the baseball <laughs> games, uh, going over to the Eastside, starting fisticuffs. Like that sounds like most oh, men I, I know from... I was on his side for that. Maplewood. Yeah, so I would relax. But you're not. Two-thirds of this city has a DUI, so for people to get all up in arms about what Carlos Martinez does outside the diamond is Trev, pretty ridiculous. Tried to take me out of the conversation. I'm not yeah. taking anybody out of the conversation. I just remember a particular manager being falling asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Travis. And he's completely regarded and respected in this city. I'm, am I wrong? You, does, this, does, this, does this organization also not have a history of, of alcohol? All days, of all days. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing it out there. You getting warmed up? And this is how we tease. Feel good? I feel a little Getting bit better. I'm going to get it going. I feel like uh, when Randy comes in here, I'm going to be Skip. He's going to be Shannon Sharp. And we're going to. think he wants to just talk about something, anything else other than sports. Oh, we oh, now. If we want to talk about other than the sports, we can talk about. Um, what is there really else to talk about with Randy? What else did you guys want to get into? Guys, it's a super interesting guy. I don't know. I just don't know if he wants to break down Colton Wong's OPS for an hour, another hour of his day. Okay, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. We'll do that, or we'll discuss how terrible Rotten Tomatoes is. You could ask him. You could ask him. Battlehawk talk, baby. Battlehawk, most certainly, because he's Kakao Nation. He's Kakao Nation? Oh, he's hashtagging, yeah. Oh, Carrick is on the Kakao Nation, then, boys and girls, and I am officially a part of Kakao Nation as well. So we'll go with that. Okay. You can pitch your idea of replacing John Mosellock with With Magic Magic Johnson. Johnson? Yeah, I always like that one. Okay, good. Because if I hear it on the air later this afternoon, there's going to be hell to pay. Mm -hmm. I will move a mic. Fun out of position, fact. just to tick you off. Yeah, I like that. Oh, no. Oh, you want to be in the frame? Okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm play, please don't. I'm sorry. I, I only put him there so you can be in the frame. Do you want to do a close-up of me the rest of the show? Hey, don't do that. Oh, ratings just went through the roof. Fun fact, Farmington, New Mexico has had a 50% surge in violent crimes over the last five years. Take that, St. Louis. Farmington, Farmington, Farmington. That's from Black Sheep. Speaking of Farmington, do we have a video of you? Can we get to this video I've been hearing so much hype about? There's not that much hype. We saw the best video ever yesterday with uh, yeah. the great Nathan Orton. But that uh, was very delightful. Mm-hmm. Very delightful. We, uh, has he posted it on his page, by the way? Uh, I was in a group. Okay, that's really good. On his but, YouTube, I guess. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, it is on his YouTube. we got to share yeah. that bad boy. That is good entertainment. But there's a particular video with you involving, what, the police? You were basically, you are attacking a police officer, 
And if I understand, so Chris Denman, as a, as a lot of us know, has a long criminal past. There are things that he doesn't like to often discuss on this show. But when I met Chris, you were you berating. A He's a filthy fucking liar. I am if not. If you'd like his full name, social security number, and everything to do an audit on <laughs> Travis, I'm more than happy to give that to Which you. Which I've done. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Nevertheless, Chris has assaulted several officers of the it's law, and I think happened. he paid the price. If I'm not mistaken, this weekend, Gardner, do we have the video of that? We, we do. Here. All right, let's fire that bad boy up. Okay, can I ask who the voices are in the background here? I don't know. Okay. Okay, this is Chris Dimon resisting arrest. Oh, it's tails lit. Oh, that's what they say. Yep. Oh, Man, you, got, you got no chance. Those things can't come after you. I'll tell you that right now. That that arm sleeve, so thick and so protective. And he that, still felt it? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't painful at all. But I'm at saying, all. like, what was the pressure like? What would you compare it to? Uh, do, you, do you know what a vice is? Yeah. It's that tough, <laughs> oh huh? God. Sweet yeah. Lord. Imagine I mean, what a bear would feel I like could, then. I could have lifted that. Like, that dog's probably only like, he's in really good shape. I don't know, 60 pounds maybe or something. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I could, with that thing on, I could have ran around with him just because it would just be like doing like a fly with a dumbbell fly or whatever. Uh, but if that was just your bare arm, you would just have to have a, you'd have to have a super high pain tolerance or be able to just clock out and run. There is no way you're getting anywhere with that thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a plus two because if it was on the scan, it would be he'd be inching his back ones, uh, his teeth, the back teeth getting up further on you, so he'd be able to grip even more. And there might even—I don't think it would crush bone, but you're not going anywhere. I mean that it is clamped down, and then he'd probably shake or something. And if he came loose, then he's going to take you out at the legs. Don't run from the <laughs> canine mm -hmm. unit. Travis so, looks yeah. scared. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out what did you do to deserve that. Oh no, I just would you I like saw. me to send some people down there to protest because that looks pretty. Let me see. Pretty excessive to me. Let me. See. You think it was excessive? That looked excessive to me. Mm -hmm. Look at that dog still chewing. Yeah. If that was your arm, he would have ripped it off and continued to chew. Mm. That seems pretty excessive. Watch Chris. He's simply he's complying. He's like, officer, I hear you. Yeah, I am going I to. I'm going to get into it. I'm no a longer resisting officer. Position. And the officer's like, get him. Do you see? Did you see how he. Look at him. Look, he, look he's already told the dog to get the. To stop, dog. Dog, stop. <laughs> Did you see whatever he inched up again? When they get that that second bite in, that would be ball game. Like you would you would drop at the pain from that for sure. So yeah, so. thank those officers for doing their job. Chris <laughs> I was a had a pound of meth threat. in his pocket. Yeah. How did you end up doing that? Oh, uh, they did a demonstration at the church picnic I was attending, and uh, why did they pick you? Oh, they didn't. They just did they it. Smelled the like, hey, they smelled the black on you. They the black on you, didn't yeah, they? they? They did. Like, yeah. Uh, smelled like North County Negro. Exactly. There were there was a couple there watching, and I was like, I don't know if you want to be out whenever the dog gets out, because <laughs> they did a demonstration, and there was a couple that I would flag as, uh, well, let's uh, do a stop and pat oh, on, Jesus. on them in the, oh, uh, <laughs> in the area, because it's one of those things where you're just like, God, if you don't have meth in your pockets, I'm going to be real disappointed, like mm -hmm. the couple that was there. And they did leave before the dog came out, which I pointed out. Uh, but no, the I dog just would have ran over to him. Oh, <laughs> you met, well, it runs over whenever it sees like whatever it's trained to smell. It just sits. Uh huh. Oh no. <laughs> oh boy, this is a Farmington <laughs> event. I'm happy I wasn't invited to. Those uh, people are over there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, uh, no, so they did it, and then they had an e they had a volunteer who was like an EMT or something just do it that they're, they're friends with. And then he was putting the dog up. I'm like, hey, give me that, give me that arm sleeve. Let me, let me get a, let me get a little uh, taste of that. Uh, I just wanted to see how strong the dog was or how uh, much it would suck to have one of those hanging off you. And I will confirm, not, not fun. Not Can't good. imagine. Do you no. think you could outrun one of those bad boys if you had to? Even Chris Demon, peak shape. No, absolutely not. Okay. That German Shepherd probably is pushing at its fastest between 15 and 20 miles an hour. I can outrun him on the scooter. 
What about walking? What if you're in the middle of a police chase? <laughs> and during the oh, police like chase, you just decide to just park your vehicle that you just recently <laughs> oh, <wow>. stole. <laughs> Funny how that works. Like if you stole it from like a gas company or something. Yeah, if you locally. stole it from a, a popular company. Like maybe fire. Like a, yeah, Aspire. Like would you be company. inspired to get away from yeah. the dog? Well, I would. what I would do, I would obviously park the car in the middle of the police chase yeah. and then calmly walk away as if nothing has just happened. Yeah, so do maybe we... you, you steal the car from Spire's lot in Shrewsbury. Mm-hmm. For example. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Drive it around, go to two different states, driving around some in a police chase, and then, oh, I don't know, end up in St. Louis in the Grand Center neighborhood and... Park it right in front of our office. <laughs> right around 3224 Locust. Yeah, real close there. Just down Strange. the street. If we only had video of such a, an issue. That, uh, well, guys. <laughs> oh, boy. So That's, the best part about working in Grand Center, even in Midtown in general, is that this is where the, all the action is. We have, we have had some our fair share of police interactions yeah. in this area. For it being a delightful, way more professionally Very attended area yes it's, this is the arts district you have theater you have regional arts you have all this stuff going on it is we could not ask for a better place to be mm-hmm. having said that if you just do a crime map <laughs> we probably look like uh the 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 white walkers are at our gates like as far as crime dots we're right? still a city yeah still, still very a much city. a city very true an urban area still um so yesterday there was another action chase yeah. That ended up right outside our front door. Yeah, it's an interesting conclusion. Very right interesting there. conclusion. Take a look, see, at how this Perhaps bad boy played out. This person has been so okay, this is them. This is in our neighborhood. This is driving down Locust. All right, that's our building right there. Right there. there it is. That's the rooftop. Yep. Yeah, lovely place for Sally's weddings, rooftop garden. Uh, and the gentleman Those has are the stolen facilities, like right? This, and this is yeah. a, a powerhouse Sky Zoom 4 of CBS here in St. Louis is following the police chase. So this gentleman is live on the news. He gets out, closes the door, makes sure it's shut. The gentleman hops out of the stolen Spire truck, electric company here in St. Louis. And he, while live on television, being pursued by helicopters, gets out of this truck and calmly just walks up the street as if there's nothing going on. That is, at least that's 3323. He's passing the Moto Museum. He'll be getting there soon. He is just down the street. He's right. I don't think he made it that far. No, he didn't get too far, but. For those you know, who have been in the area, Fieldhouse is probably half a block from here. That's where I had lunch yesterday. And this gentleman, again, in the red polo shirt, at the end of a police chase, is calmly walking down the street, still being pursued by the law. Well, he's on the sidewalk. And now he begins to walk the street, and this is when the action begins. Because here comes the law. He knows the law is coming. But he is as calm as calm can be. <laughs> and so here we go. We've got police pulling police up. Police officers, an unmarked vehicle then pulling up, obviously. Guns drawn. And they've officers got their guns drawn. Hands up. He's By the way, shout out to Impalas, still the strong representation for police the police community. And it appears this individual is surrendering. He didn't, to police. Uh, he does have his hands up. He didn't put up a fight. Yeah, well, the police knew the cops were they are bringing too. this individual into custody. This is also very true. On the ground, in the street. Uh, these are plainclothes officers. In unmarked vehicles that are making this now for those who are not entirely familiar with the Midtown St. Louis area about three and a half to four blocks from Locust is the St. Louis Police Department headquarters so you're talking about an area where a lot of detectives a lot of police officers generally just drive whether they're getting lunch or whether they're on duty but it's an active area where the police are often driving or patrolling and Mm -hmm. so uh, I don't know if those plain clothes were necessarily a part of the initial pursuit, but he was certainly within an area where there would probably be a fair amount of officers just in the area patrolling in general. So <laughs> there was no win-win for that gentleman in that situation after he stole the spire truck, but at least it ended without anyone getting hurt. Just get to the point. He walked out of the car. He did. Yeah, you were wanting to go full on like CBS News on this. This is oh. hilarious. I I think the gentleman complied. He broke a crime, and everything just ended peacefully. Broke a crime. Isn't it weird just to get out of the car and just walk down the street? I get the play. I get the play. I get the play because he figured if he was because he also realizes if he's running, what do cops say? Don't you run? Yeah. 
And he probably has been in several police chases. So he realized if he runs, he's going to have to pay the price later. Gotcha. So he acknowledged, well, I'm just going to walk. walk. They're going to arrest me. He calmly parked the vehicle knowing that if he damaged that vehicle. So he knows he's done? He knows he's done. He knows, but he also recognizes he's only committed X amount of laws. So he knows that if he damages that vehicle, that's probably another felony. If he runs from the cops, that's resisting arrest. Mm -hmm. So at this point, he just says, you know what? I've done the math. This is probably maybe a couple of months in jail. Let's just go ahead and end this right here peacefully. Let me make sure I keep my back and my knees and my ankles in place. They're going to arrest me. Let's keep it moving. This was a guy who realized this was going to end at some point. So let me try to end it that fits, that it's, it's better for me. Yeah. And he did. That was smart. Okay. That's the part I'm Cops wondering. always say, don't you run. And he didn't. And that's why I think those officers, including the helicopter being there, were very... Uh, I think that helps greatly. ...patient with oh, this that particular... Oh, the helicopter was there. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that helped. We have an audience, gentlemen. <laughs> that helped. I think that's always going to help. Yeah, that very much <laughs> Oversight helped. is uh, something that changes your attitude. And then when you're walking like that, like that reduces the idea that you're a threat uh the way that he was walking and presenting himself so therefore if the law rolled up even with the helicopter not being there what was his good like what what was his like uh if 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 the officers weren't sure it was him what what do you say if you're that guy hey man i'm in the lunch i'm heading over to the field house what's good man what you talking about no i work for spire i just parked my car i'm just walking down the street to give me some i'm leon spire that would probably be my play. That's probably my play. That's that's my play. That's yeah, my dad's truck. My dad's yeah, truck, I don't man. have the I don't have the papers. No, I, don't I mean, it's my dad. Man. It's my dad. Look, call it's my dad. On the truck, man. Just call Mrs. It's called Leon Spire. Leon Second. He would be senior. He would be senior because he's junior. It's called Leon Spire. But Spire's I mean, his senior. his grandpa could be the. I mean, no, that's not how it would work. This is where we are in St. Louis, where we're just happy that a police chase ended calmly. Yeah. Not that it's the 14th police chase of the day. Mm -mm. We're just happy that this ended calmly. But we're also, it's a giant company who will take away your heated water if you don't pay them. So it's kind of funny that they're, right? Like, just you talk about this, like, I got no problem with Spire. A lot of jobs. A lot of great jobs at Spire. But it is funnier when it's a big company that's like, mm, they, they'll make it. Right. You, you kept saw, me awake. You, you woke me up early for a year and a half when I lived downtown, yeah, whenever you were replacing all yeah. the streets. I so. was wondering if I saw a Spire van drive by at one point and not really stop or anything, but kind of slow down. So I'm wondering if it was just an employee like, hey, I'm going to go see, check on this truck, see what's going on. Yeah. It was right when oh, I saw. Oh, we working over there? I saw. Um, I went down to smoke and saw a couple of the news stations down there. Yeah, they were doing live shots. And then I saw the crime lab van pull up, but then the spire van <laughs> drives by, and I'm like, this guy's just checking out the stuff mm. going on. So how did I, how did did they say how he stole it? Was it just that he like? I haven't seen that part. No. Okay. But I didn't realize like if I would have known it because apparently he went around the block a couple times down here. Like I, if I would have known that, he was surveying the area. I could have gotten a new coffee shop opening, smoking, waving, or maybe got on my scooter and just gone alongside because he was obeying all the traffic laws as he was going as well. I thought the the closing of the door was very polite. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like he was stopping. He wasn't like trying to go around cars. I mean, what time of day was that, by the way? Do we recall? Was it sometime in the oh, afternoon? Oh, they were still out there when I left here a little same, after five. Same, same. It was. It was afternoon, but what time afternoon? The only reason why... Maybe 3 o'clock? And I asked because I I normally take... I feel like I take my lunch break generally around that time. So my question is, would Travis had been arrested had he been on the street corner when that took place? (laughs) I would have... have They would have been there and I would have been behind you going, that's him. It would have been great for content. It would have been. (laughs) It really would have been. And I'm not going to lie. You've been Denmond. And then not only that, I've been like, man, I... I could I could use a little extra cash. Yeah, I would have. I would have been like, I could have called your dream team. Oh, yeah. Y'all got the oh. dog. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna need it. He's fat. Wouldn't it be funny if we like you did the video, obviously just to see what a canine can do, yeah. and then a canine's actually sicked on me for something yeah. I didn't do. Travis, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna want to lay down. Chris, gonna, my God! <laughs> you're in but, a cell. You hear from three cells down. Eat shit, Travis. Thanks for subscribing. Yeah. Share the stream. Organic growth. 
that would have been dope because then I could have like promoted our shows, specifically like the one that's this Thursday. Oh, what's this Thursday? No, it's the happiest hour, Chris. What does that entail? That entails fun, drinks, and comedy. The happiest hour at Sophie's here in the Locust Building. We're Locust only. Building. We're only. That's not what it's, that's not what it's called. Not the Locust Grand Building. Center. We're okay. only mm. happy endings to Grand Theft Auto are uh, are portrayed. When you're stealing vehicles and you want to stop by and grab a quick drink, <laughs> come by the happiest hour. Four o'clock special start. That's early, but we know you guys aren't working past 2 p.m. Anyway, <laughs> 6 p.m. <laughs> try and schedule a meeting with some of these people. Uh, 6 p.m. start for comedy. This week, our friends Justin Luke, Angela Smith, Larry Green, and Charlie Winfrey oh all my, on the show. bill. Larry Green, the uh, recent champ champ, he won uh, Funny Bone and Helium Comedy Competitions. Angela Smith will headline that night, and it's going to be a great time. Again, free comedy, Jack Daniels specials. That's right, they present it with us. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey Specials at Sophie's Artist Lounge on the second floor of our building here at the Dot Zach building. And then Schlafly specials as well, St. Louis Brewery. Check them out. That's right. Schlafly and Jack Daniels specials at happiest hour every Thursday. We've got live comedy for you and yours, everybody. No, that guy made my day, and I'm glad. Uh, I wonder. I do wonder. Impairment involved of some sort. Was he just doing his thing? Mm-hmm. Is he super young? I do. I would like to just be since it ended the way it did. I would be like, what was going on? Did you just take it? Does it? Were you drunk? Like, what was going on? Right. A spire vehicle? Yeah, I don't, maybe you just need to get somewhere. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily understand the 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 end game for that gentleman. I don't know what maybe it, there wasn't what one. motivated him, and yeah, maybe yeah. there wasn't one. I, I, I think getting into the psyche of why criminals in this particular city do the things that they have done that we've unfortunately had to witness over this summer. I, I would, I would seriously like to know. I, I would because it just seems not only just reckless, just seems. Un, I, I don't I mean, I don't get it. I, I, I really don't get it. And I know we've talked about this at length and we don't have to go too deeper into it but it feels like when we were growing up there was at least some level of a code uh crime has always existed unfortunately homicides and and shootings have always existed unfortunately that's just the way it is but there was always uh, to a degree um, a method to the madness it was generally people in the quote-unquote game dealer on dealer etc but now it just feels like the crimes that have taken place in the city of recent are just random and just unexplained. And this is kind of an example of why the hell are you stealing a truck? Like, are you take? you're not even taking it to an impound shot. Like you're not even like, it just feels like you're just doing things to be doing it. And I don't necessarily under, understand the, the bus. Again. That could have been it, which, yeah, mm. yeah, that, that probably was Maybe it. he preferred when they were uh, called the cleat. And he was trying to maybe take it was out a former Laclede employee. Maybe so. He never. He didn't appreciate the branding changes. That's, That's fair. I, I didn't care it. for it either. I didn't mm. blame him at all. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Have you taken no. your dear mother out to eat before? Yes. Gardner. Yeah. Where's this going? Oh, I'm just saying. I love to treat my lovely mother because she's my hero. She helped raise this baby boy. Made him to the man that he is today. And I wanted to treat my mother this past weekend no. to a very nice event. I know what you... No, 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 no. Don't couch this to form your own narrative. We've you got ha- a narrative here. Okay, here's the deal. Oh, boy. I know where he's going with this. Oh, Jesus, and I'm going to jump in here and interrupt because I'm not going to allow him to control the message. Oh, boy. He said yesterday in the office, we're having a chat out in our... Was it lobby? What do we call that area? Out That's there? the lobbyist. Okay, whatever. Foyer. Okay, I like foyer. Fancy foyer. Fancy foyer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was myself, Stacy Static. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else was out there? It was Beebs. Beebs. Beebs was out there. John Beebe was Stacey's out there. producer. I think Ed was out there. Edward was out there. Okay, so we're all out there talking. And I'm, I'm laying on the couch just kind of checking Twitter, listening to Travis talk about whatever the hell he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know half the time. <clears throat> and then he says... Yeah, I got stood up by my own mother for dinner over the weekend. I was going to take her out to dinner. And I was like, oh, that, that's unfortunate. At least he, you know, had the thought to take his mom out to dinner. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And what then Travis said, yeah, I was going to take her to this gala. And then uh, and I go, wait, 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 wait. 
you said you were going to take your mom out to dinner. He's like, yeah, I was take her out to dinner. I was going to take her. She was going to be my, my date to the event, the gala. Because he can't say soiree, so he was saying <laughs> gala. <yeah>. Stupid <laughs> French. I go, you were taking her to a free dinner. Free appetizers. Free, okay, so you weren't, you weren't even taking her out to dinner. You weren't taking her out and paying for her dinner and all that. You were taking her to a free event. You got free tickets. That's not taking your mom out to dinner. But doesn't that still count as the taking your nice. mom out? The thought's nice. Maybe don't, maybe don't uh, as you tend to do, if you do very, something small, you like to shout it from the mountaintop. Mm. Maybe, <laughs> maybe don't brag about it. Maybe mom don't call nice. it dinner. Maybe that's don't that's that's like, that's There's food. It is dinner be, time. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't taking her they to a restaurant. They specifically said light appetizers on the thing, too, so she can you know call what? you on you that, know that too. Have that's light what you should say. You should say, I'm taking, I was going to take my mom out for light appetizers. Well, look. And still, I'm not, that's a very nice thought. It was a cool event. Yeah, I just think you're phrasing but it I, wrong. But I know what you were doing, and you were like, <laughs> I was going to take her to dinner. And, you know, really churching yourself. Well, it was. Uh-huh. Is she going to get a steak? It, it doesn't matter. It was a <laughs> nice event. I, took, I was taking my mom out to something nice. Mm-hmm. I like the thought. I just think you're selling it wrong. Okay. I think it's uh, misleading. I'm just saying, my mama stood me up. That's cold blooded, son. Okay, now that's another issue. Why'd she stand you up? Yeah. She just didn't feel it. She wanted to relax on the weekend. Oh, okay. She well, didn't care to leave the house. She just wanted to chill. My mom works at, at the BJC, and so she, she puts in some serious hours. Yeah. So she, uh, on the weekends, I don't care for the human beings. Including which I understand. Yourself. But I was traveling like, hey, man, it's going to be dogs going to be there. It's going to be a little bit of wine. Uh-huh. Free? It's gonna be some. Why, why does it matter if it's free or not? It just seems like. I, I feel like you made it sound like you were taking her out to a nice dinner. If 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 you took your mother to the Academy Awards, do you think she cares that it was a free ticket? I would tell her, and I would tell people I took my mom to the Academy Awards, not that I took her to dinner. But people would understand. <laughs> <laughs> there was a cheese tray. <laughs> that was dinner, mom. That was not that I was taking my mom out for light appetizers <laughs> and wine. Black sheep suggests that you took your mom to Costco for the Saturday special. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, get anything you want from the sample trays. Anything you want. Just grab it and go, mom. The world is your oyster here today. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have any. I appreciate your thoughts and what you're trying to do. I think everyone does. It's just your explanation of what you were doing is just inaccurate. Okay. That's, That's all. That's fair. Just That's wanted fair. to, you, you kind of made me jump off the couch. <laughs> <when> you, <laughs> you did. You were not happy. Like, wait, wait, wait. Hold wait on, what pal. are you talking? No, 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 no. <laughs> You're not telling us this when it's another thing. That was my only issue. Mm. That's fair. Classic Trev. Hey, I, I know you're very good at booking things, and you are. And I think for our next happiest hour, I have a comedian in mind. Does he write his? Does he write a script? <laughs> does he write his own script every day? And I'm like, I'm like, okay. So do you want me to do it? Do you want to do it? And then he's like, I love all the tricks. Sorry, go ahead. I look. I am gonna. Who, who do you want to book, Travis? <laughs> Maybe we should holler at Shane Gillis. You know what I'm saying? Shane Gillis, of course was recently hired by Saturday Night Live as a new cast member. Unfortunately, someone in the comedy community exposed old podcasts of Shane saying very racist remarks about Asian community and some very sexist remarks about It was an entertainment reporter, wasn't it? Like it was somebody in, a, in journalism. I oh, think okay. I saw yesterday the, the genesis of it. I don't know that part. He said, so, uh, and I apologize, I can find it in about two seconds. Because mm-hmm. I finally l- spent about five minutes just looking over everything. Um, he said, SNL has hired Bowen Yang. Bowen Yang? At the, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he was, <laughs> Bowen like, Yang was already. That was his last name. Well, Bowen Yang was already a writer on the staff. He promoted him to right. a cast member, yeah. Uh, and he said, um, and then there's this guy. And found and had a an edited clip of the. Yeah. Chinatown stuff. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh, the comedian who had been under fire over the last few days for using racist and homophobic slurs on his podcast 
has been fired from Saturday Night Live. Gillis was one of the three cast members recently added to the show, which is set to begin its 45th season. However, the comedian was canned on Monday before ever making an appearance on the show. SNL released a statement saying, After talking with Shane Gillis, we've decided that he will not be joining Saturday Night Live. The spokesperson on behalf of producer Lauren Michaels. We want SNL to have a variety of voices, points of views within the show. The language he used is offensive, hurtful, and unacceptable. We are sorry that we did not see these clips earlier and that our varying process was not up to our standard. Uh, and then Gillis released a statement of his own. He says, it feels ridiculous for comedians to be making serious public statements, but here we are. I'm a comedian who was funny enough to get on SNL. That can't be taken away. Of course, I want an opportunity to prove myself at Saturday Night Live, but it would be too much of a distraction. I respect the decision they made. I am honestly grateful for the opportunity. Um, very weird reaction um, to that. I, I We talked about it, of course, yesterday. And I think I've seen other comedians as well point this out, especially Asian-American comedians, where a simple, my bad, would have probably gone yeah, I think, like, the longest Because we can, we can philo uh, philosophize and, and go to each side of things. Like Jimmy O. Yang, is, uh, I respect him. He's not happy with it. Norm MacDonald, I respect him. He's not happy with it. Two different reasons. Uh, happy with uh, firing or oh, happy with... Uh, he's pissed at SNL, um, it seems like. But at the same time, like again, we could do an hour on this, that, the other. I agree with you. I think that... Uh, Dude, you got hired by Saturday Night Live. But I also respect, like, so I respect uh, from an Asian-American or Asian comic side where they come from. It's like, eh, not funny. It wasn't good. Uh, and how they would even be super mad about it. I respect that. And then I also respect, like, Joey Diaz and Tony uh, Hinchcliffe, who we've had on. We've had both of them on the show. You know, both saying he'll be fine. But then Tony taking a little further, being like, SNL's not for comics, uh, and then he doesn't even respect the art. He doesn't. He's saying he's like, listen, they do it for a certain type of person, and you can't be somebody who pushes boundaries in SNL uh, or in comedy, and even be on SNL anymore. And maybe that's true. I don't know. They don't bring a ton of like stand-up comics on, do they? It seems like it's more sketch and improv people. Whatever. From the point of just how this could have been fixed and a non-issue, I. I agree with that part where it's just like, yeah, but yeah, where you could just say like, yeah, I get it. This, uh, the, the particular clip was almost exactly a year old, but that's not that long ago. But so I think it wasn't like, just a clip. I oh, think no, there no, was no, a I culmination know. of other issues. There was even a story about how his old club, his old local club fired him because of his consistent racist and homophobic remarks. So it wasn't as if this was one isolated incident. There were multiple isolated incidents that added up to what many people thought was a theme. And again, if a comedy club even goes as far as to terminate you, you have to ask yourself as a comedian, yeah. what are you really talking about? If a comedy club who we would all say is a safe space for comedians, if they're even acknowledging that. Was hey, it a club? It was it was one of the promoters who he would frequently. Because okay. yeah, I, I read it labeled as a theater, and I don't know if there's a difference or not there. So that's why there, I was that's, that was his home base, big, if you will. Okay. Uh, okay. Hang on. Uh, so, the, but the, either the, or, he had a. It, it sounded like some of they the examples work with they were them. using. That's, that's, yes, yes, they wouldn't work with them, and so there was a history that existed there. And I and I want to say there was something he even said along the lines of pushing the boundaries in regards to what he can say in front of an Asian audience or about Asians that would rub most people the wrong way as well. It wasn't necessarily trying to tell the joke. It was trying to see what he can get in regards to a reaction out of his audience. And again, I think you can, you can have those kind of jokes about different races and women, and you can do it. There's a way to do it, and you can't fall back on just pushing boundaries, bro. That's you got to be smarter than that. You can't just fall back on something that lazy. And I think ultimately, had he just simply said, "Hey, man, what I said was completely out of place. Chink Jews is out. It's wrong. That's I don't know. You can't. I don't care what kind of comedy that you call yourself doing. That's wrong. You can't say that. And so just say, bro, that was the wrong language for me to use. I should not have said that. I apologize to people I've offended for using the word Jew chinks. I don't know how hard that is to acknowledge that that's, that's not funny and that is offensive. It's okay if you miss as a comedian. You're going to miss. 
It's another thing when you know you've offended, you know why you said it. And when people get upset, when people, when you push boundaries and people push back, you have to accept the backlash. That's just the nature of the game. So that, I think where it comes in is you just have to know, like you're entering a game with a certain rules, with certain rules who appeals to certain people, SNL, and this isn't the podcast world, it's SNL. And you should know what you're getting into with that. So whenever this stuff gets brought up, uh, you have to play it strategically. If you want to go on Saturday Night Live and try and ply your craft, you should do, honestly, if you look back at it, if he would have got some backing. For, I get it where he doesn't want to drop the ball out of his mouth. Like, he's a dog, and he doesn't want to. It's like, I'm not letting go of this. You guys have done this. So like, pull up John Belushi, pull up Richard Pryor stuff, pull up Eddie Murphy stuff. That's fine. Right now, 2019, you have an opportunity to be on Saturday Night Live. Do you want to be on it? Okay. Right. Here's how you, this is here's how how you, you do, do this. You don't even have to believe it. You may still think you're wrong. No one's asking you to call yourself anything other than if you've just been a little bit strategic about it and just been like, you know what, I see where it could be taken like that. My, uh, let's sit down and talk about it. I'll explain myself. Uh, I screwed up. Let's move forward. But because right? I mean, that's kind of what you were saying, right? And I mean, the idea that that these comedians say there, you know, there 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 aren't these boundaries. You, that's bullshit. You know, a vast majority of white comedians are not getting on stage saying the N word. You know, there are boundaries. You're not getting on stage saying calling people the F word to homosexuals because you know boundaries exist. So this idea that you're pushing boundaries is bullshit because you know, as a human being, there are things that you're not going to ever say in public. You're not going to go on public television saying the N-word if you're a white comedian. So this idea that you think you can say anything is horseshit because you would never do that. Because you know that would be completely career suicide and people would indeed, rightfully so, call you a racist. So this idea that all of a sudden this cancel culture is ruining people, it's called accountability. At the end of the day... Look, this guy, as people have already pointed out, he'll be fine. He'll go on and continue to do stand-up. He can't do SNL. That doesn't mean he can't continue to be a comedian. I oh, hope he still... ends up on Tucker Carlson. He'll probably end up being on Fox oh, and Friends. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. He'll still... Uh... Him and Greg Gutfeld. I'm sure that'll be greatly entertaining. Another possibility. And he's going to sit down with Andrew Yang. And again, I even said yesterday, I didn't think he deserved to lose his job. At the same time, Saturday Night Live also realizes that they also have other cast members, other minority cast members, that they're also going to have to look in the face. And they know what their audience is. So they know their audience is very progressive. So to think that they were going to be able to run him back out there, they looked mm -hmm. at the math. They did the business decision. And I think I, I get why comedians, I, I, it's, I, it's interesting. Who are the comedians that are speaking up? Because they're, Rob Schneider, you know, I guess he tweeted yesterday. And that was a bygone error. Yes, there were things we were able to say that we did say in the 90s, mid-90s, late 90s that if we look back now are cringeworthy things that we now say oh we know better we now you're realize assume, you're assuming things don't change which is, right which is weird right because things constantly change changing the industry so, changes yeah, the I, I craft changes i don't understand that me neither and that's what i'm then saying you're like, just an old man yelling at the cloud exactly it's so i don't understand that and you have to think these people are looking at it from the inside, and, and too. I, and I, think, I don't know if they're looking at it particularly from what has happened with Shane Gillis, though. I think they're more concerned about what could happen to them. Yes. Rob Schneider's Asian, number and, one. And some, some of the stuff that they might touch on. I think that's because look, Shane Gillis' stuff. This was Ian, this Ian was Bag. A, this, is a, this wasn't a one-time thing. Ian he Bag said, tweet. Did you see it? Uh-uh. A, that was the funniest white guy they could find. B, did they listen to anything he did? And that's and Ian will stand up for a million yeah, things for and jokes. So, and like yeah. I, w I want you like you should need to have that ability to make missteps, right? Right. But this wasn't a misstep. Right. This was who he is. Right. Like you could have said, I've done this and it didn't if if it didn't work, right. then you don't do it again, right? Right. But this was repeated right. and repeated. Right. And repeated and repeated and repeated. So this wasn't a misstep right. of any sort. That's right. that's where I think it fell. It's gonna it fell apart for him. Is that it wasn't a one-time incident. It was this is who I am, and I've said in an interview, I will be racist to Asians. He said that in an interview with a Philadelphia newspaper in 2016. Did you read that whole thing? I read the the excerpt where he said, "In Billy Penn, it was." Uh huh. Where he was saying he would, and I'm not taking up, I'm just, I read it and I thought it was interesting. He said, as a society, we're proving we can be racist to Asians. And I guess he thought his, uh, 
performance of it. He was saying that people don't mind. He's like, okay, I guess we're. He's he was saying we pick so sides. So he all the was time. saying that, but he's using that as an excuse yes. to do so. And right. as a, and as a white is, male, no, you don't no, get no, to no. say those well, people don't. Get to say well, that. he doesn't get to say those just, people don't mind. Yeah. Who are you're not no, 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 those people? He was saying <laughs> no, no. I get it. He was saying crowds don't react, and he was saying as a society. This is where you can be like, well, that's not for your sounding board. He was saying as a society, people sure don't care if you make fun of Asian people. Does that make sense? I'm yeah, not saying it's just, right, it's just, but that it's was just the weird. It's just a weird thing to plant your flag on as a comedian. And like, you know that it's, and not only if you, it's one thing, because again, if you're just going to do it. If you, you can be an asshole under the guise of comedy. Yes. And that, that's what pisses me off, because there are really funny people out there that can attack these sensitive subjects in a very skillful way. There it is. And I want to appreciate that. And just because you're a comedian doesn't mean you're skillful enough yes. to be able to attack these subjects. Right. So then what, then what I find interesting, too, is then you have comics now getting super mad at other comics for celebrating that he got fired. And I guess that's when it's like the people celebrating the firing are upsetting skilled comics that I do respect. So yeah. that's interesting that you have battles falling off. Yeah, no, that's it where is. I would say like where people are are saying like this guy's a good comic, like Tim Dillon. He's a gay male comic. He's in New York. He's unbelievable. So talented. And he's saying the people that are celebrating the firing for the wrong reasons, it's like enjoy not ever working on Saturday nights cuz you're not funny. That's like something he was saying. So it, it's interesting just to see how people react, but like like you say, like go to the source, like go to the Jimmy O. Yangs of the world. That guy's fun. He's a, a dude who's from Hong Kong who grew up in parts of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. like got into hip hop culture and stuff as a kid. It didn't even speak English when he first got here, I don't think. Um, so like that guy can take a joke and mess around and he's not cool with what that guy was saying. So talk and to I think even to, to Ian Bag's it. point. No, that's, I think, that's good. I, I mean, Chris is right though, you're going you're getting the proper perspective then. You're at least well, and I and say what you want about Andrew Yang or whatever, but he's in the in the atmosphere yeah. right now. And he was like, "Hey, let's talk," and he's setting it up. Maybe that'll maybe some good will come from that. I don't know. I think. And I also I, think Andrew Yang sees the benefit of a politician meeting with a no, oh, SNL one million, <laughs> one million percent, and and he's like, and you know, and maybe drawing over some people that like Shane Gillis for the wrong reasons yeah. to, to himself. So but I, mean, I think, and I think also to a degree, Saturday Night Live sort of set themselves up for this as well. They acknowledge that they didn't vet this guy as see, thoroughly as they have. And I think to Ian's point, like uh, there are a lot of very funny comedians out there who, who aren't racist or have racist material. Like there are a ton of comedians who don't even feel the need to go there because they can be funny in other aspects so it isn't like the end of the world when it comes to being able to bring the type of talent to your show. Saturday Night Live, if Saturday Night Live had a better history of hiring more minority players, then they probably would have been given maybe almost the benefit of the doubt. But because they have a terrible history of hiring women, terrible history of hiring, or at least of recent, hiring minorities, like that See, is what... that certainly didn't help their case at all either. So they had to sort of come out and be a little bit more forceful than they wanted to because they've been called out in the past for not bringing more women into the writer's room and more minorities a part of their cast. I would see, and that's where I would respect someone lobbing shots at them. They're like, you get to be the moral arbiter? You? You get to do that? Now listen, the reality is they are what they are. You know what's going on with them right now with your stuff, and I'm not saying you have to shield all your material change you are or whatever but just like it all could have been just literally settled with the one hey i've done some crazy stuff i get why people are mad uh you know i don't truly think that i hate that i have to explain that and i'd like to move forward and if anyone wants to talk to me about it i'm all ears and we'll get through it and let's let's go have some fun on snl like that's that's you said it and i agree with that where it's like you're part of this SNL thing, you don't have to love them, but you signed up for it, and you know what it could do for your career. It is done so then a lot play of by their rules. Like, I get it. And they do, they're in that position. They get to have John Belushi. Uh, John? I always screw it up now. Mm-hmm. Jim Belushi's farming weed in Canada with Dan Aykroyd now. They get to have John Belushi being a samurai and forget about it because they are SNL. You're not SNL. They get to do whatever they want now. So... I think, and I think, again, I think ultimately what it came down to, that apology 
that apology hurt. Like, that apology, I just thought, like, again, that was another opportunity for him. Again, I, I, think, that was the, I think that was what did him in more than anything else. I think if he had come out and said, you know what, guys, some of the language that I was using, absolutely inappropriate. I certainly understand where people are coming from. It was my attempt to be funny. I failed. And comedians fail all the time. I think people sympathize with that aspect of comedians trying jokes that they know are risky and some hit, some don't. And I think in this instance, in this show, most don't, they, they definitely don't. They hardly (laughs) ever, in fact, but no, I I just, I think, I think more than anything, I think it was the apology that ultimately was the last nail in his coffin, the lack thereof. (laughs) Put edgy in there. If he wanted to be, put edgy in there. But if he wanted it, but if he really wanted to. Asian jokes. That's not edgy. That's not edgy. But if he really wanted to. That's what I hear at the bar. I roll my eyes and walk outside. But if he really wanted to, he'd been like, you know who's controlling Hollywood. Like, <laughs> go in if you're going to go in on it. It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. But you know what? That's he should have showed his work. I was like, all right, Mr. Edgy. All right, mm-hmm. Mr. Pushing Your Boundaries. Let's yeah. see some of that material. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've seen any of that so-called edgy material no, no. So that he was talking about res- that he was see, holding on to. Yeah, and res- very funny, respected comics were kind of standing up for him. And, and so it's just it's the perception. Do you want Rob right? Schneider coming to your defense? Rob Schneider, <laughs> do you want do you want Deuce Bigelow coming to your defense you as a comedian? The, you just did the Travis. Yeah, you did. You go well. Uh, first of all, the Rolodex. First of all, first of all, Mr. Progressive, don't talk about an Asian American that way. Uh-huh. A lot of people don't realize that he's very he's Filipino. He's, well, that Rob Schneider part kind of gets it away. Well, a lot of people aren't sure. The part in Deuce Bigelow, European jiggle, of course, where, where the classic. guy the guy has a penis for a nose and sneezes into the like. That's peak comedy. That is edgy, That's my friend. That is boundary <laughs> pushing. The real boundaries go. were pushed. That guy is super rich and super. His, he's got a nice resume, and we'll end on that. Note. <laughs> yeah. Did you say? Did you say yes or no? He did not. Uh, he did not answer it. I'll, answer it. I'll sit on a fence, man. Ah. You, you tell me you don't want him to come. I'll, I'll, interview, I'll interview Rob Schneider all day. I'm Rob from Farmington. I'll sit on anything. <laughs> Put my elbow on it. That's right. These size 14 boots get tough on a fence, man. I'll tell you. Uh, I got my, my Josh well, Hawley boots on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm not educated enough to hang out with Josh Hawley. Uh, the, uh, the good folks at uh, Tech Electronics helped us outfit this studio. They take care of us. They take care of folks around St. Louis. If you check out techelectronics.com, you can see all of their capabilities. If you're uh, in charge of your emergency systems at your buildings or if you even need managed services, they can help you. Hit them up online techelectronics.com let them know we are live sent you i don't know if you know uh the board we have it's a uh, it's a behringer i have heard about behringer they, it uh, is the x32 x32 yeah. it is the cadillac of that's, soundboards that's right and they uh they got us together with that so big thanks to tech electronics guys we're going to take a really quick break gardener's going to get a quick scoot in maybe smoke a menthol and we'll be back on the other side with 101 espn's randy character live in studio i said character didn't i mm-hmm. he is a character randy character in studio at next